As a thankful recipient of many, many skincare products over the years, I've learned to discern what is naturally actually activating my skin to rebalance and recalibrate on its own. That's what your skin is meant to be doing, and it keeps getting disrupted by all these choices that we make. So, when the founder and creator of Herbal Face Food reached out to me, I was all ears. I didn't know why at first. It turns out that Herbal Face Food is the most potent antioxidant skincare line on the market today, period. The raw plant ingredients in each of their products are never processed, never manipulated with synthetics or emulsifiers. These anti-aging botanicals are combined with the most precious plant concentrates, and they have changed my skin. Here's how. I'm going to talk about two of the products, the Herbal Face Food Serums and the Cream. The serums contain powerful phytoenzymes and antioxidants. These are activated and infused into your tissues. They hydrate and increase the resiliency of your skin, and they feel like they're plumping up your face. I use Serum 1 daily. I use Serum 2 when I'm tired and I need extra firming for my skin. And I use the X, which is also known as the Cure, for a small patch of rosacea that flares up every now and again, which you cannot see because of these products. When you feed your skin with herbal face food, you will feel real live ingredients at work. An activating flush, an invigorating tingle, some warmth, all of these are evidence of your skin healing at the cellular level and years of damage reversing. The cream is the most potent moisturizer I've ever tried, and I've tried them all. I live in the high desert. This cream contains 102 of the world's most powerful anti-aging botanicals and is also the world's first and only edible SPF <laughs> with a protection rating of SPF 50+. Plus. And this is accomplished 100% by plant power. And you can expect intense hydration, soothing for your tired skin. You can expect to see inflammation calmed and rebuilding of elasticity so your complexion looks and feels more smooth, and more radiant. Herbal face food is not plant-based. It's plant-powered. It has the highest rating on the ORAC anti-aging scale. ORAC means oxygen radical absorbance capacity. I never knew what that meant before. Highest, over 30 million on that scale. By contrast, vitamin C in skincare rates under 100,000. Herbal face food is using all post-consumer recycled materials and packaging. They use glass and aluminum, which is super easy to recycle as well. The products and packaging are 99% free of plastics. They contain no ingredients that involve the destruction or harm of any plant, animal, or marine life. These are 100% plants only, these products. These active concentrates are coming from the seeds, the fruits, the leaves, or the flowers of the plants only. These products have been a complete revolution for me. I know that you will love the way your skin looks and feels after using it even for just a day or two. And the best part is that Herbal Face Food has offered us, you, my community, a code to receive 20% off forever, ever. The code is capital E-L-E-N-A 20. Once again, that's my name in all caps, ELENA2020. The site is herbalfacefood.com. The code is all caps ELENA20. It's not just your first purchase, it's any purchase. You will love these products, and I am so grateful 
herbal face food for the change that you have made in my life. Thank you. Welcome to the Practice You podcast. My name is Elena Brower. Together, we'll explore and enjoy content and conversations around mastering transitions. In our relations, our wellness, our careers, our families, and especially in our missions and visions. You are invited to learn and love and listen with me. Welcome to Practice You. Welcome back to the podcast. Today is a special episode where we plan our vision for 2020. Here is my Facebook Live for you in which we review the Practice You 2020 Vision Session Guide and walk you through my thoughts for how to create the best year of your life. Happy New Year, family. It is a great pleasure to be here with you and to welcome you to our vision session for 2020. I will take a few moments here just to orient you to how we're working today, and then everyone can come on as time passes. Welcome. We have three topics for today that I want to cover. I'm also recording this for the Practice You podcast, so welcome back to the podcast. Three topics, mapping and simplifying your health and healing. So we're going to get very granular in terms of how you take care of yourself. Who are the doctors you're going to see? Who are the healers you're going to see? What exactly are you focusing on? We're also going to reflect on and amplify your victories from the previous year. I don't think that we highlight often enough the things that went well. I don't think that we are celebrating enough the things that we did right. So that is the second section of our call today. And then thirdly, I want to theme the year. And I've gone through all of this. I take my own medicine. I've gone through this entire practice. The guide is listed here in this uh, entry and also in the show notes. What I'd like to focus on is what exactly is the theme of this year? What are a couple of words on which you would like to focus? What are some of the things that you want to accomplish less specifically and more energetically? This has always helped me in the past. Your practices lead to your peaceful flow of mind. And this is the most important thing that we'll talk about today. Everything that we do here today, everything that we set up, everything that you take forward into this year will lead to your peaceful flow of mind. So let's begin. And I'm going to go through the actual handout with you. Simplifying your health and healing. I did a lot of that in 2019, so I have some experience now, which is nice. I left you on your guide some blank spaces for this. First, the biggest realization or habit that you healed or even began to heal in 2019. I'm going to give you some of my examples, and then we're going to walk through some of the guide. We're going to do some meditating. Number one is a quote from Jonah that he said, where 
really weird, Mama. Most people don't really apologize. That, I feel, is one of the best accomplishments of mine from 2019. To know that we can screw up, to know that we can come back, to know that now it's completely inculcated in the kid that it's okay to apologize. Not everybody else does it. He was relaying to me a story uh, of a friend of his who got into a row and with his family and there are no apologies, just time passes. And it's not easy to not have closure. So that I feel I accomplished this last year. One of my other accomplishments that I wrote down was I have a more precise level of surrender than I've ever had. I've had to. I had so many weird things happen in the last year. But both precision and surrender have to be present for me, I found. And I'm celebrating the fact that I have found it easier to live into my vision of my dream with both precision and surrender. If you've not yet noticed, I would like for you to take this time to close your eyes as we begin and celebrate what has gone well. Maybe you haven't sat down yet to do that. Maybe you've just started writing something that you healed. I would just love, close your eyes for just these few moments and celebrate what's gone well. Take a few breaths with it, breathe it into your body, let it out when it's time. And let yourself feel accomplished. Let yourself feel that you've done some work there. Let yourself feel the magic of that completion, even if it's partial. As we tune into our breathing, we're just lowering the brainwave frequency. And we're beginning to digest any stagnation or doubt that exists right in this moment by lowering that frequency. And as we do so, we're connecting to the force of our own worth. I would love for you to recall a time during the past year of contentment, a time when you felt completely at ease. That too is a lowered brainwave frequency. That is what happens in meditation. That is what I'm always trying to do for myself, no matter what the situation is offering me. And just take a few more breaths here before we continue with the guide to feel into what it was that you either finished or came close to finishing, healed or came close to healing. Now in this state, attentive and ready, I'd love for you to take the biggest, most vague vision for 2020. Let it be vague. Let it be energetic. Let it be a big pool. And rehearse it in your mind. What does it feel like this year? 
For me, I picture myself floating on a body of water where I know exactly what is needed in my body, not with my brain, but I know with my body what's needed to keep me afloat. And there's no urgency. There's no victimization. There's just balance. And it's this ever-evolving sensation. And I feel like holding that in the back of my mind, in the caverns of my mind this year is going to be very helpful to me as the changes invariably and inevitably come. So what is yours? And gently rehearse it. I'll take another two breaths with that. Really bring it into the present moment. Feel it in your body. Good. And now, keeping your eyes closed, keeping yourself in this lowered frequency state, picture yourself in one year, one eleven twenty one, having spent a year in that state. Most likely, there's a difference in you physiologically, cellularly, because of that cultivation. And again, this is the very vaguest energetic cultivation. We'll get much more specific as we go on through this guide. And feel how that state, cultivating it for a year, feel how it's affected you and your family, the people around you, the people who love you, your animals, your community. And as you feel that, it becomes a part of you. Put a little smile on your face. Good. And then you can slowly begin to open your eyes. And as you open your eyes, let yourself sweetly return to the room, to your guide, to the screen. Welcome back. We are all conscious that we have somewhere within us an active driving force, all of us. The force seems to push us onward. Sometimes it pushes us into directions that we don't intend. Sometimes it pushes us into the most beneficent directions. It's not the thought or the action that's pushing us. It's a quality of soul. This is what we're trying to cultivate. No matter what, we're trying to design and cultivate a quality of soul that let that be the force that moves you forward. Let that be the force that interacts with your people and your family, your community, students, teachers, guides. In the moments that we feel most worthy, that force is at play. So to cultivate that is to cultivate your worthiness and to cultivate your worthiness is to cultivate that force. So just keep that in mind as you go. 
especially if you have kids around you too, to make sure that they're always feeling their sense of worth. We're operating under the assumption of the presence of this force. And in homage to and in respect for this force, we begin this work today together. Seth Godin is one of my dear teachers. I get his email every day. It absolutely helps me every time I read it. Sometimes I agree with it more than others, but each time it gets me thinking. And recently he had one called Priorities. He says it's comforting to use someone else's priorities to guide our work because it lets us off the hook. Oh, I'm just following. But the only way to do our best work, he says, the only way to do the finest work that we have within us is to realize the part of what it means to do our work is to own our own priorities. What are your priorities? This is your boat, he says. This is your compass. Okay? So when we begin to go forward and simplify health and healing and into the other two realms, keep in mind, this is not about my priorities. I'm going to give you my examples because those are the ones that I have, but it has to be about yours. Okay? So... We started already the biggest realization or habit that healed. That's wonderful. If you have any more writing to do on that, please do so. Mine with my kid, I had two with my kid and with my work, Precision and Surrender. Three aspects of your practices that brought these two realizations about, whether you had one, two, or three realizations. What are three aspects of your practices that brought this about? For me, I wrote actually three things. The first is caring about my body. I started doing personal training, which I've never done before. I felt stronger. I feel stronger. I feel much more attentive, more alive. Um, I feel like I'm having more diligent conversations and I'm moving forward more quickly with regards to any negativity or strife in my household. That I feel like is a big accomplishment. How quickly can I move past this <laughs> is the question. Um, that was a practice of mine. And also uh, with regards to my work, I feel like one of the practices I put in place a better schedule. We're going to get into that as we go forward. My better schedule has led to better boundaries and my better boundaries has led to more time to be creative, more time to think, more time to feel, more time to design. Okay, we'll talk a little bit more about that as we go on. When we move on to the second page of simplifying health and healing, this is an important page because this is where we get very, as I said, granular, very precise. We're talking about locating healers and doctors this year. Now, this is not easy for most of us. In fact, most of us put this off until we absolutely cannot put it off any longer because a symptom has emerged. So take a look at that page. Medical doctors to see. We have a list of five lines for you. Name, area of expertise, check when the appointment has been made, and what's the date of the appointment. That's it. Have you been avoiding your mouth, your breasts, your prostate? <laughs> what are you avoiding? Write it down on this list. On my list, I've got to check the jaw, the little tumor that was removed. I've got my radiologist to check something else. I've got my breast doctor to check something else. I've got my uh, gynecologist. Let's go. 
I don't want to go to any of these things. But I write them down. And this is the week that I will go and make all of these appointments, even though I don't want to. Healers to see is the next section. And this is, let's say you are knowing for sure that you need uh, an acupuncture schedule or you need a massage schedule. This is not a luxury, my people. This is very valuable for your health, for your future, for your immunity. So for acupuncture, if you don't have the money to go to a $100 acupuncture appointment every week, guess what? There's a school in your area where students are being taught to work on people. They're super capable. In fact, in some ways, they're, they're paying such careful attention. It's such a beautiful thing to be treated by a student. I did it for three years running in my 20s when I didn't have the money. Go to the school, the acupuncture school nearest you, and ask if they have interns that are working or students that are working for a lower rate. Now, with massage, I haven't found that solution yet. So I get a massage once a month. Sometimes it's every other month. Many of my friends do it once a week. I think it's wonderful, but the acupuncture for me feels more important to my system. Um, what else are you looking to do? Do you want to do reflexology? None of the healers that you want to see are a luxury for you. They're all aimed in the same direction toward your healing. So take the time to fill this out. Take the time to do the research. I left a bunch of space at the bottom for a writing prompt. The remedy begins with me. I strongly encourage you to write on this. The remedy begins with me. The next page is a nice blank page for you. This is my prayer to be at home within myself. Print it out. Doodle all over it. Enjoy. And now we're moving into the second section. S reflect on and amplify your work and your study. So this is a beautiful opportunity for you to create space to look back. And where in your work and your study have you accomplished more than you expected? This is a very sweet time to look and see what is your biggest proud of 2019. And what are one to three realizations or accomplishments or completions? Look back on the victories and the wins. We started to get warmed up at the beginning and now we're really getting warm now. Okay. Hello to Spain and Zurich. Hello. So I would like to see... Uh, what are you looking at? What did you accomplish? How did it go? What was your biggest, proudest moment in 2019? You can have a list of them too. Mine was a certain rank advancement in my work, which felt so good and so unlikely and so delicious. And the two things that I wrote down in terms of the, the, sort of more specific victories or wins. One is that I can sleep eight hours and still do this. That was a really big win. And two is that I can cook three or four times each week, cook food for myself, for my family, and still do this. My misperception was that I couldn't. What are the actions that were taken to bring those realizations about? So when I think about mine, and again, I can only give you my own good example. 
I created more structure in my schedule. I added the workouts and the trainer to the schedule. And yeah, it's costly. It's very costly to have a personal trainer twice a week. It scared me to spend the money. But guess what? Every single time I leave there, I am vastly more creative than when I left, when I started. And it turns out that that becomes a part of my workday and a part of my uh, a part of my office hours in a funny way. Like this is something that I do to be more effective in my work. What are some other things? I got a way to track my sleeping. That sleeping eight hours, still being able to do this, I figured out a way to track my sleeping. I got this particular little ring in a program that tells me exactly how much I've slept, the quality of my sleep. So now I'm completely moved to sleep more and prioritize it. These are simple things. What are yours? What was the victory in 2019? And what were the actions you took to bring that victory about? And it can be anything. It can be a breakup, a firing, <laughs> uh, a, a healing in your family. It can be a cutting of a cord, a cutting of a tie, an ending of a relationship. That is absolutely possible. I have at the bottom of this page, reflecting and amplifying your work and study, I have projects, Q1, Q2, Q3, Q4. Just in case you're not sure, or perhaps you've just started your professional life, quarter one, quarter two, quarter three, quarter four, the first three months of the year, second three months, etc. For my Q1, I try not to have more than three projects going at a time, and that feels like even too many. I have to finish Being You, which is my next book, and I can show you right now. I have one-third of the book painted and done. I'm so happy about this. More to come. Uh, I have my course coming out, which I'll share with you in just a few minutes. And I have a leadership retreat that I'm leading for uh, a very small select few on my team. What are your projects for this quarter? And it can be anything. It can be healing something with a family member. It can be uh, creating a way in for your child to accomplish something that your child wants to do. It, it can be anything. It doesn't matter if you work or you're running a household. What is your project for Q1? For Q2, I'm working on another book, a written book. And I also have another goal in my business. For Q3, more of the book, more of the business. Q4 will be something else. I don't know what it is yet, but this, this little worksheet is staying very close to me for the next year. Next page. This is where we get really granular about money. Reflecting and amplifying your work and studies. Page two, top left revenue goal for 2020. Yes. I would like to know exactly what you would like to make in 2020 and be a little scary. Push yourself. Don't be complacent. Don't just sit where you are and say that's enough. Because guess what? You're not being greedy by wanting more. Wanting more for me means I can say yes to donating to any place that I wish, any time of the day, whatever amount I choose. That's what making more means to me. And I've always wanted that. That to me is the ultimate freedom. What do you want to make in 2020? Write it down. Just write it down. 
for your monthly savings, just to the right of that. What is your commitment for your monthly savings? It has to be something daunting, but also doable. So write that down. Now, one of the most important things I want to talk about with regards to money is seeing money as energy. Seeing money as, as a form of energy is a very important thing for me. That was also one of my accomplishments in 2019 that I'm just realizing right now as I talk. If we think about energy, for example, when I learned with my teacher about prana, prana shakti, the energy uh, of, of life, the life force that courses within us, it's not really breath, it's source, source nourishment, it's inner guidance, it's the innate intelligence of the body. When we leak that energy, okay, overspending, uh, putting money in the wrong places, not really thinking about it, not really saving it, that's a leak of energy. And when we leak our energy, we can sense our precious life force slowly being used up by all sorts of background things. When we look at money as energy, we can make a commitment to monthly savings. We can see a revenue goal for 2020. We can see a dollar amount at the end of this year. It's not that difficult to envision and to work our way into it when we see it as energy. No leaking this year. I am on a six months, no clothing purchasing, nothing. It is so much fun. I'm shopping in my closet every day and I have things in there that I didn't even know I had. And having just moved, I got rid of almost half of what I had. And it's a very exciting challenge, mainly because, and I'm, again, I'm just giving you my example because it's the one I've got. Every time I walk by a store in New York, which is often, I now have another half hour to my day because I'm not going in there looking around, checking things out, seeing what's there. Maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't. It's, all of that is off the table. This is my example of how I'm not leaking energy, AKA money this year. I am interested in more uh, connectivity when it comes to money for all of us. I feel like this is really important. As we consider what the revenue, the end goal is for 2020, first is revenue, how much you wanna make, and then lastly on this page, dollar amount, end of 2020 in your bank in total. What's the dollar amount? I would love for you to just feel it as a positive sense of freedom, not some sort of scary thing looking sideways, going, oh my God, is anyone listening to this? Do I look greedy? It's not greed. This is about you being able to be philanthropic, both with yourself and with others. Finally, your commitment to monthly philanthropy, money or time. I'm making a commitment this year to go over to one of the senior homes, pretty close by to here, and just have visits every single month, maybe even more often if I can. It was very uplifting my first time that I went uh, it's something that I used to do as a high school kid. It's something that has always meant a lot to me to work with and be near the elders. I met a beautiful lady, Blanche, yesterday, who is the black version of my grandmother, Belle. She was so beautiful. 
She had almost the same glasses. She was born in 1927 on February 5th. She told me like six times she was born in South Carolina and I felt whole when I left her. I felt like I had seen uh, some sort of saint and it's just a person who's lived a long life. So for me, that that's really important. That's one of my commitments this year. And I also am committing more and more to Girls on Fire leaders this year. That's my where I put my money. And I also put it in other places, Women for Women, Every Mother Counts, um, obviously doTERRA Healing Hands. But Girls on Fire is where my heart is. So I wrote that down. I know exactly what I'm going to be giving. And the writing prompt on this page is a good one. My relationship to money changed in 2020, dot, dot, dot. Write on that. What does it feel like to you? What does it feel like to you to have changed that relationship? It's such a beautiful opportunity to consider how you approach things, how you address yourself when it comes to things, especially with regards to finances. Okay, the final section. This is the hardest one for me, actually. Your 2020 theme. I have no problem making a list of possible words, but I can't commit yet, but I will. First, hi, Redondo Beach. Feda, Oslo, hello. First, list possible themes for this year. So I have some. Surrender, boundaries, clarity, kindness, intuition, softness, listening, deeper seeing. <clears throat> Somehow I managed not to get sick as I moved. It was such a miracle, but there's still this little lingering leftover. Pardon me. So once you have your list, and I left you 15 spaces for possible theme words, then narrow it down to five. So my five, I have surrender, boundaries, clarity, intuition, and kindness. I haven't figured out what my theme is yet, but I will. It's coming. I am asking you to commit to doing your very best. I'm asking you to be really easy on yourself as you do so. I'm not asking you to get so hard on yourself that you can't accomplish things and then you put it down and never look again at this list here. I'm asking you to define for yourself an energetic quality to the year and then also a specific word. I think mine is going to be surrender. I truly do. That's the one that's sort of like really percolating within me. And write yourself a short note. This is the best. I have them all over the house. Write yourself a short note that you will look at when you're too hard on yourself and you forget your word or your theme or your cultivation. Write yourself a little note. Dear Lena. And I have them all over the house in terms of quotes, uh, quotes from my teachers, little notes to myself. Don't forget. You're beautiful. I needed these back in my 30s when I had cystic acne and I didn't know who I was. I needed these back in my 20s and in my teens when I wanted to die. 
So start to write them to yourself now so that you have them everywhere you look. You have some reminder of what you know in your heart to be true about who you are. Teach girls to do it too. So I have some inquiries for this theme work that might be helpful for you. To what shall I say no that will lead to a more genuine yes? There are so many things I've had to say no to this year. Uh, You know, people asking to do things on my site, through my page, uh, giving me assignments, giving me jobs, all kinds of things. I have to say no to in order to find the one thing that I should say yes to. The one thing I'm saying yes to, the next book, being you for teens, the journal, my team, my leaders, I'm saying yes to those things. But I've had to say no to a lot of things. You can look and see there are people and situations in your life to which you can say no that will lead to a bigger, much more beautiful yes going forward. The second inquiry, to what shall I say no as an act of self-care and compassion? So many of the things to which I said no, really that no led to me having more time to take care of myself, me having more time to write, which is for me not work. It's an absolute act of self-care. To what do you have to say no as an act of self-care and compassion? It's a beautiful writing prompt for you. And then to just refine that, how can I say no in a way that is direct and honors the dignity of all parties involved? (laughs) I've had situations in my life where I've said no to things by not saying anything. Sometimes that happens on email. I've had situations where friends of mine whom I've asked to work with me or play with me or whatever, haven't answered me and that that silence is a no, is a quiet no, no big deal. Sometimes I take the time to explain why it's a no and sometimes I don't. You get to decide what your best practices are when it comes to this. You have to be comfortable within your own skin. You're not here to make other people comfortable. And this might be the most important thing. You're really not here to make other people comfortable. You're here to learn what you're learning and share what you're sharing and teach what you're teaching. You're not here to make other people comfortable. Okay. Second page of theme work. Who will be your closest accomplices? Okay. Of the humans with whom you are surrounded, List those who amplify your self-worth. And I gave you a list, 10 spaces. Circle those on whom you will focus this year to cultivate your connection. On whom are you focusing? And of those people, how are you going to focus on them? Be specific about this. I left some space at the bottom. I thought I knew myself. Then this person showed up. And you can use that space to write about how precisely you will be in touch with these people whom you are calling accomplices, the people whom you will keep close. But if not, you'd like to write on this prompt, I thought I knew myself, then this person showed up. 
right to your heart's content about this person. This is a very special human who's taught you something, and it might be something that wasn't entirely pleasurable about yourself. I've learned so much from people showing me shadows and sides of myself that I hadn't seen before. Darknesses, weaknesses, doubts, fears. Thank you to those people who've shown me those parts. Thank you, because I don't know them unless somebody shows me. So that's a really sweet prompt right there. The accountability partner, just below the list of humans with whom you will choose to stay close. I love a good day design. And this is something that I learned from my many years of work with the Handel Group. A day design is where you pair up with somebody you love, somebody who loves you, and you exchange your finished day in the past tense via email every morning before you begin it. Today was great. The energy of the day was X, Y, Z. Here's a quote that encompasses the day. I finished this. I completed that. I sorted out this. I loved doing that and send it off by 7, 8 a.m. and share it. Who's your partner? I'd love to know. Write that down onto your sheet and then commit to doing it. It is the nicest share of the day. And then at the end of the day, you go back in, if this is something you wish to do, or you can always do it the next morning and say, what happened? So you cut in underneath everything that you've written and say, oh, not yet did I accomplish this, but I will tomorrow. Never say, no, I didn't do it. Not yet, not yet, next Tuesday, whatever the case may be, be positive, be supportive to yourself. As you design your day in the past tense, you're actually creating the momentum, the thrust in that direction. It's a beautiful thing. And to do it with somebody who loves you, mm, it, you keep in touch with people in such a beautiful way. I have a few of my friends who send me theirs and it is such a joy to read their day designs and to know exactly where they are on any given day. Finally, I would love to share with you a quote and a little tapping uh, exercise, if you don't mind. Um, this is really a, a tapping practice that I do just to remind myself of where I sit in myself, that I love myself, that I can honor myself fully. It's one of my favorite practices. So here we go. You can close your eyes. You can set down whatever you're writing or typing. And as you do, I'm only going to choose a few different points and it'll be a short practice, but I think you'll find this to be very helpful. And it's something you can do when nobody's suspecting that you're doing anything specific. And you can, I'll hold the points for today also in the second round. So first, karate chop. And I'll skip some points because I don't want to do a long practice, but I'll, uh, I'll take us through. I choose to fully love myself today. You can repeat after me, either in a whisper, in silence, or out loud. I choose to love and accept myself today. Still the karate chop. Let's go to the sides of the temples. I choose to love and accept myself today at the beginning of this year. You can go right to the center, either with both hands or one. I choose to love and accept myself 
for 2020, all the things that I have set forth. You can go just under your nose. I choose to deeply honor my plans for this year. Underneath your bottom lip, the vague plans and the very specific ones. Let's go to the top of the head. I choose to remember myself at every turn. Good. Go to the center of your heart and just hold your hand there for a moment. Take a few deep breaths. I choose to fully love, honor, and remember myself. This is my year. I'm going to bring love and respect to myself this year. I'm going to stay present and open for myself this year. Take a big deep breath in. And exhale, you can flatten the hand that's on your heart and just press it into your heart. Good. And while you're sitting quietly, I'll read this beautiful quote for you. A chance for better. Perfect is the enemy of good. Of course it is, but that simple sentence becomes more urgent when we realize that nothing and no one is perfect. How could it be? So if your hero, your cause, your holiday, your background, your relationship, if it's not perfect, does that mean that you should hide it or be ashamed of it? Be afraid of it? We are surrounded by injustice. It's so easy to find things that are imperfect and criticize them or worse, shame them within ourselves and other people. Better, I think, to find glimmers of good and seek to amplify them. Mistakes can be seen, of course. Errors can be improved upon. Progress can be made. But only if we see and embrace the chance for good. And this is care of Seth Godin. The imperfect is an opportunity for better. That's all it is. Take a nice deep breath there. And exhale. You can release your hand when you're ready. Okay. I would love to go through the comments and answer some questions, but first I want to tell you about the course that is finally coming through towards the end of this month, beginning of next month. It's called Simplify. Formerly called Simplify to Amplify, and in the spirit of the course itself, we've changed the name to Simplify. My dear collaborator, Michelle Martello, and I are fabricating this beautiful course for you now, and it will come very, very soon. It has been 
I'm scared, first of all, even talking to you about this now, years of studying with teachers and guides and, and healers and all sorts of entrepreneurs. I have been trying to integrate their wisdom into my business for the last six years now, four in earnest, but six in total. Uh, 20 since I started teaching yoga, six since I started my current business with doTERRA. I am realizing a level of success that I never imagined possible. And every day I wake up thinking, how can I share this, whatever it is that I'm doing right with other people? I'm wishing my mother were here to see this. This would have been her greatest, it is her greatest pleasure. And she definitely would have been happy to come do some bookkeeping for me. So this is really for her in so many really neat ways. What I've learned is how to access attitudes and tools and ways of seeing. And this is what I'm going to impart in Simplify. It's not just for people who have a business, and this is an important distinction. This is for you if you're a householder, because you too, as a householder, as a mom, a dad, a sibling, a daughter, a son, you too can use the tools in Simplify to create more ease in your day and in your house and in your heart, in your life, you're, you're dancing with this potential right now. I've been dancing with it for so many years and I'm just so looking forward to sharing with you. We'll have a total of five modules with one little surprise at the end. We will be sharing more about these modules, both live and on my feeds in the coming days and weeks. And I am, like I said, deadly scared and so honored to share what I've learned with you because I know it's going to be useful for you no matter what is the work that you do. So I'm going to quickly go to the feed, the chat, and see if there are any questions. Mm-hmm. Tell us where to find more about day design. That's just right here. So I'll answer more specifically. Um, it's not really something that's taught on, you know, in, uh, in words. It's something that's taught verbally. It might happen to be in, maybe it's you, in Lauren's book, but I'm actually not sure if it's there. I forget if it's in there. Um, day design is a practice that you install into your day with your people. And it is one of the most helpful things. As I said earlier, you simply email each other before the day has started with a short email, not a Bible. It's a list of things that happened in the past tense in the morning before it's happened. Okay. And that day design then guides your day. What can I say? It's the simplest, weirdest, most ridiculously elementary thing. I have never been helped by anything more in my life. It made me so accountable to myself. And ever since then, and I still do it with certain people, but ever since I started doing it in earnest, I'm a completely different person when it comes to my accountability with myself. So that's a beautiful thing. Um, good. We have a few more comments. So powerful. I'm not here to make other people comfortable. Good. Oh, simplify is your theme, Eileen. Beautiful. Continuing to look down the questions, lots of affirmations. Oh, beautiful. Going to see you guys in London. Do you respond to each other's email or just read the email? Sometimes I do respond, actually. And sometimes I don't. Depends on the day. 
And Christine Dunst, what a pleasure that your daughter, Grace, and you just did your tapping together. Hi, Grace. Hi. That's so nice. I like to do, um, you know, there, I like to do the full version of tapping. I have uh, the tapping app, which I love. If you're interested in tapping and you want to do more of it, uh, the tapping app is incredible. Nick Ortner's a dear friend of mine, and I like to do the full routine, the full uh, battery of all the different placements, liver. Um, but sometimes I just do shortened versions when I don't have a lot of time, and that's what I gave you guys today. I hope that was okay for you tapping aficionados. Okay. Can you name the? Can you share the name of the poem by Seth? It's not a poem, actually. It's uh, one of his blogs, of course, the Seth Godin blog. It's uh, the title of it is "A Chance for Better." A chance for better. Laura, love you too. That was for Michael. Uh, yes, the app, Renee Ann is called the Tapping App and it has the little tapping icon. It's, I think it's light blue and yellow, if I remember correctly. Um, okay, I think we are at our time. We don't have any more questions that I can see. So I think I'll close this out. If you would like to learn more about the course, elenabrower.com slash simplify. I'll be coming at you in the very, very, very soon future, near future with more on the course. I'm so nervous, which means it's going to be really good. Every time I get deadly nervous like this, good things happen. Any other questions? I am here. Please feel free to put the questions in the comments. I'll be monitoring them. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. You have a beautiful rest of the year and uh, and we'll be seeing each other soon on Simplify. Thank you, AG1, for sponsoring the Practice You podcast. My listener, you've been hearing me talk about AG1 for some time. I think I've been taking it daily for almost three years. 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens in one scoop in the morning. The best way to start your day supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and longevity, the conversation of the moment. The taste is delicious. It's suitable whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. It contains less than one gram of sugar. No nonsense in here at all. It's a multivitamin that your body will actually absorb. If you are wanting to make an investment in your health and longevity, AG1 costs you less than $3 a day, far less expensive, and definitely less time-consuming than many different supplements. Reclaim your health, arm your immune system with convenient, delicious daily nutrition. And since you listen to the Practice You podcast, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-boosting vitamin D and 5 free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com forward slash Elena. 
Once again, that's athleticgreens.com forward slash E-L-E-N-A. Take ownership of your health, my listener. And thank you, Athletic Greens and AG1.